We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Lucky Lefty is on CFB Nation, presented by Twisted T. Welcome back, Lucky Lefty Podcast. The Anora Boys are in the building. Sean Davis, your boy Malik Zaire. Of course, we're on CFB Nation, presented by Twisted Hey, hey, I missed that. I missed that. We did that special segment with our guy Ken Gibbs. Who knows more than anybody about Riley Leonard and Bo Collins? So you know what time is left. What's smoking? What's smoking? Brought to you by Cash and Geek, AlonzoJackson.com. We run the city. What's smoking is Riley Leonard is the newest commit in the 24 transfer portal class for Notre Dame. More than likely, he will be your starting quarterback. Sam Hartman stepped out of the spotlight as a Notre Dame quarterback, opting out of the Sun Bowl, meaning that Steve Angeli will be the starter for the Notre Dame Fighting Irish on December 29th down in El Paso, Texas, against Oregon State. So that's what's smoking right now. And let's talk about the Notre Dame offense moving forward in the Sun Bowl and even into the spring and next season under the leadership of Riley Leonard. Left, you talked about Jared Parker and the changes that need to be made to maximize Riley Leonard at the quarterback position. Expound upon that and let Notre Dame fans know what they should see if Notre Dame is truly handling the situation correctly. I mean, at the end of the day, it comes down to the comfortability and, and identity and what and what you're trying to do. I don't think we have an identity offensively, especially making the moves, replacing key pieces in the transfer portal, because it's what is it showing? What are you trying to show by bringing in Riley Leonard and all these receivers? Because last year was the the the, the in my opinion, the the year to show that bringing in a transfer to add on to what you want to add into the offense is the passing game. So you're bringing in a guy who's less of a passer, but also bringing in more receivers for production, 
what are you what are you trying to do? Because I believe the, the identity still should be running the football and heavy play action. But Riley Leonard hasn't been that's not his style of game. That's not the way he's been successful at Duke. So either you overhauling what you've done in previous years and scrapping it and just doing straight Duke offense for Riley Leonard because that's the best way to get him comfortable to help the team to get better around him. That's how you have to operate. If you're going to bring in a guy for that position, if you bring it in a CEO for a company, 10 times out of 10, he's going to do things his way. He's not going to go in there as a CEO and do things how they've been done by the last CEO. It just doesn't work like that. So if we're going to go in there and put Riley at an important spot for the offense to operate, you're going to have to do what he does and what's successful with that you're recruiting for. You can't go in there and ask him to do something totally different and be like, you got one year to do it and you better do it perfect and you can't just win nine games, you got to win every game. It's unrealistic. It's unrealistic. So the the thing that you that I would advise would be go in there and, and watch as much Duke film and take as much as that and implement it for a one-year process because at the end of the day, you're not building confidence in the quarterback room. The quarterback room is like a, a, a punch-drunk fighter right now because at the end of the day, you keep giving them knockout blows in the back of the head. You you gassing him up, you training him up, and then you hit him with something illegal. You hit him with a with a with a move he ain't seen before. So what are you training the dudes in the room for if every year you're you're trying to inspire or spark an offense to be better, but you get better from within and you know, they are very capable guys, especially if it comes to looking at the season, uh what we have coming up. That's the best this is the best year for Marcus Freeman to have a free pass of development having the free excuse of we have a young quarterback developing around a team that we feel like is going to be great coming up. But yeah. right now you're putting an expectation on Riley Leonard to win a championship. So what's going to be your excuse you don't win a championship? Can't say that you got to go back to the transfer portal. You got to say, oh, uh, we, we putting all our chips in right now. That's all you can say. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. 
it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Especially when you're getting quarterbacks and receivers and all, you're making it appear as if this is a we winning it or we not winning it this year. And I think for Marcus Freeman, that's a terrible place to put yourself as a coach that wants to be there for a while because you're not showing process. And what I mean by process is you're not showing guys that you've recruited from day one or brought in or brought along since you've gotten there and they're in year three playing under you and having more success and building on year after year. Right now you're just doing, I'm trying to win all this year or nothing. I'm trying to win all this year or nothing. And it soured the whole the whole love process of of, of our relationship because I don't see you uh, making the small increments. I see you making drastic, big changes that are overwhelming. And if it and it's bust the last two years, so it's deflated our confidence in a sense because you're doing the same thing year after year. It would be great to see Marcus Freeman dive in into who he's brought in in that quarterback room, run through the year, get as far as you can, and be like, next year we got something totally uh, different. It's going to be a lot better. If we don't win the championship after this year, what is what is Marcus Freeman going to say? I think that's setting himself up unnecessarily for unnecessary criticism because you're telling the fan base that what you have now you can't win with. Well, hell, it's been two years you've been recruiting and developing and you have nothing to speak for it. I mean, think about the overhauling changes you're making. Third quarterback in three years. Nobody knows who the backup is. Because Steve's going to leave. If he, if we don't win this game, Steve's leaving. Hell, Steve's leaving even if we win. Because he, what is he? He's like, I win the game and I'm still a backup? I yeah. lose the game, I'm definitely leaving. So it's, this is either a setup game for Steve or it's a setup game for Steve. Because you, because what are you going to do? You going to go in there with the receivers we have right now and try to go 100. percent You going to try to win the game, or you, or you going to try to transition, try to expose Steve? Oh, he's not the guy that can get us through. You see why we bringing Riley Leonard in? We giving them BS plays because I've seen it. It's happened to me. Yeah. Give them a bunch of BS plays. You can't really do much. You trying to be super basic because you got the excuse. Nobody's here. Everybody's young. Blah 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 blah. No Chris Tyree. No, you know, no Aldrich. What are we gonna do? Sam's young. He, you know. So, so what? What's the strategy of going in? Because if you're not gonna go in there, because Sam's, because Steve and Jelly's gonna fill it the first drive. You go in there and just run some BS. You ain't calling no plays or really. Get him going. You're not giving him nothing to work with. You're being too obvious. So, so it's it's really what is the future? If I'm Marcus Freeman, you got to think two, three years ahead. You can't be thinking year to year. Period. Like you, you, you showing your rookiness 
coaching on a year-to-year basis. You don't seem like a coach that's trying to be there for some time. One thing Brian Kelly did was make it seem like he's going to be there for a while. It's never, even, you know, even through the criticisms and all the things he went through, you never felt like it was going to end abruptly. You always knew that Brian Kelly had something going on in the background. He was going to make it right. So it'll just be interesting to see how how we make this work because at the end of the day, Riley Leonard knows nothing. So no matter how good his talent is, no matter how excited we are about what he can bring, he doesn't know anything about the offense. He's going to have to rely on Steve Angeli if he doesn't leave at some point. And if you're relying on Steve Angeli because you, you're trying to get up to speed, there's no way you can tell me you're going to roll out through the first five games and look like a playoff team. Not that you have to, but it's a good sign if you're playing well out the gate that you can last a little bit longer towards the end. Lucky Lefty Podcast. Last week I talked about I don't care who you are, what scheme you run offensively or defensively, your program is successful because of your ability to evaluate, recruit, coach, and develop. As every elite program. Elite programs are elite in those areas. That's football. Period. I'm going to have a serious problem if for, from a, if we come on a year from now left and once again the evaluation of that Notre Dame quarterback room via the transfer portal has failed because either there's a problem in the evaluation or there's a problem with the coaching. That, that's, that's going to end up being the truth. All right? There was misevaluation when it comes to Sam Hartman, in my opinion, and there was improper coaching when it this comes is, to this is a this is a panic move in my opinion to pick up a Sam Hartman. I mean, to pick up a, a Riley Leonard panic because you want to appear as if you're making changes that's going to make a difference. But but at the end of the day, it's it's just it, it's not a strong move as a, like I said as a guy that wants to be there for a while because at the end of the day, you're not building the confidence you need in the guys that you're bringing in. And that's just what it is. You're already destroying the quarterback's confidence of guys that are coming in, that are trying to develop under what you've been preaching to them day in and day out. And now you continue with, what are you trying to tell guys? You know, and, and, and I think this is something that Deuce Knight has to look at. Because if you're so ready to to bring in another guy and, and, and not develop guys that are in the room, what is, what is Deuce? sitting there thinking so so offensively as an offensive coordinator and offensive mind yourself how do you make riley leonard comfortable well it's all about i mean because at the end of the day there is no much such thing as competing at that position and that needs to be known as well there is no more quarterback competition in this transfer portal game at quarterback any longer. Mm. You bring a guy in, he's playing, period. Period. Because guess what? It took $2 million to get him. So there's no – so if I'm Steve, this is – this is this is no hope for the better. 
You paid the dude two million to be here, and I've been here the whole time. So because of that, it has to be an honest process of look, Riley Leonard, we're calling everything you did good because we need you to be at a hundred percent and get this team ready to go. Period. You don't have time to get good because you got a year. Hell, the way we doing it, it's like a year to year basis for this staff. And we not it's not building development to me. You don't build development by three years of transfers at the quarterback position. Not transfers at positions you need to fill, but at the quarterback position, that's not building and developing. It just doesn't work like that. So is there a perfect marriage between what Marcus Freeman wants to do, Jared Parker wants to do, and what Riley Leonard can do? from an offensive standpoint, like continuing, continuing to run the ball, be a run first offense, use your tight ends, big plays to your wide receivers. You now have productive wide receivers on the outside that have done it. And both Collins and Chris Mitchell, and they're going to add a third wide receiver as well. So when knowing that, how do you project kind of the marriage of all three of those things and then the Notre Dame offense continuing to put up close to 40 points a game as they did this year. I think it would be great to see if we can identify an X factor this season. Like we said, like this is a 10-win team with or without Riley Leonard. Mm. So, you know, we're not going to get to truly see the, the true critiques of the team until the playoffs. You know, I, I think Riley Leonard's going to play great. And that was never the question. The question is when it matters. Marcus Freeman has built the team well enough to where, you know, we can win with who we got. So that's why it's so important on what is Riley's specific role. That's interesting, Left, because I think moving forward, one of the things we can look for is that Riley Leonard, we know, like, dude, in clutch situations, players go to their pet moves, right? no matter what sport it is. I think one of your concerns is in big games, we need to impact and go at defenses and be aggressive in the passing game. Yeah, we're just... And, and what, we've seen, what we've seen is that Riley Leonard will lean on his legs in big moments rather than the passing game. And yeah, that is and it's not that Riley Leonard can't throw or nothing. Is we Can't Riley Leonard make the throws when we need him? Because it add that to expectations, which is the difference. Sam Hartman was on the biggest stage of his life, Ohio State game. And when throws needed to be made, mm -hmm. he just didn't make them. In a good, clean environment with no pressure, no expectations, he'll make that's how he got 12,000 yards. It's easy throw. Riley Leonard, money on the line, is he going to make that throw needed to win? And I haven't seen him do that. I've seen him get numbers. I've seen him make an average team good. But can he do that on that level? And that can only be seen when you're there. I haven't seen any qualifiers to suggest that he can. But that's on an individual basis, you know. And in those situations, like you said, we've seen him. 
rely on his legs, but that's what got him hurt. Left man is so vitally important. Is Riley Leonard a predecessor in a sense to Duke Knight, Deuce Knight? And what I mean by that, does this give Jared Parker an opportunity to begin to develop the offense that he eventually wants Deuce Knight to take over and take to the next level? Unfortunately, we have to just go based off of what they say because we haven't seen what Jared Parker's vision of the offense is. At least I don't believe so based on the moves we made in the transfer portal because based on those moves, it seemed like that wasn't it. Those guys couldn't, wasn't the, the right fit. So I don't know what we want to do. I know that what we need to do to be more successful, which is throw the football, but you're not bringing in a pass first guy either. And you still got a run heavy style of offense or the way you've been calling it. So is he coming in to just fill a role, which is fine. But at the same time, it's like, what's his expectation? If we're not going in there with these transfers and saying we're looking to win the championship next year, what is the point of bringing the guys in? Yeah. To start. You see what I'm saying? To start. If I'm Marcus Freeman, truthfully, I'm telling you, if I'm Marcus Freeman, I'm getting me a really good walk-on to service to service to the service to team because you need another quarterback. So what you have to do is then, so what you have to do is then develop and put the pressure on the guys you have in the room because I'm I'm pushing the deuce night. You coming in playing year one. Cause I need to have a year one guy that has the talent that I can lean on and develop through the years to get me my first round draft pick. That just what needs to happen if you're Marcus Freeman to get closer to a championship type of system. That just what has to happen. You have to have a quarterback that, guess who Kelly's is? Jaden Daniels. All the quarterbacks Kelly done had, he can rely that he got a Heisman quarterback in Jaden Daniels that he developed. Mm -hmm. He can take credit for that. Because he has the talent. But for Riley Leonard, if he's not coming to win the Heisman, coming to win a championship his first year, then what are we doing other than giving him more status to get drafted? Mm -hmm. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Are you ready to elevate your college football game day experience? Check out Twisted Tea. Your go-to game day beverage for college football fans. Twisted Tea is unlike any hard beverage you've had before. It's made with real brewed tea and packs a powerful punch with 5% alcohol and no carbonation, delivering the perfect balance of taste and refreshment that goes down smooth for every game day occasion. No need to settle for the usual. 
Twisted Tea turns up any occasion, especially when you're cheering for your favorite team. Whether you're tailgating in the stadium parking lot, watching at a bar, or hosting friends at home, Twisted Tea is there to elevate game day experience. It perfectly complements your love for college football and your passion for creating unforgettable moments. So let's toast to unforgettable game day experiences. Twisted Tea, the drink that fuels fun and celebrates your love for college football. Keep it twisted. So it just goes back to this is what is Marcus Freeman's vision of the program? Because right now, the development doesn't look there. If I'm trying to recruit the Deuce Nike, I'm telling him, you looking to play year one. I'm going to be honest about it. Because I need to retain his recruitment through the next year. And I don't know if I can rely on saying just watch how we go through year to year with the seasons because we're bringing in new guys every year. Mm-hmm. So it's like, Deuce Knight, I'm, I'm doing it because I'm doing it for you. That's what I'm pushing to him. I don't have a guy until I get to you, so I've got to get year guys. Or I'm bringing in the walk-on because I need to see what I have to see if they can compete. That's how you got to do it, to set the, to set the standard right, because I don't see a vision pass keep getting transfer quarterbacks. So I do think us just being who we are, we're going to be fine going to win games. Riley's going to look good, all of that. But Marcus Freeman, your vision for the program has got to be somewhere, and the quarterback has to be in, in, in the top priority of that. Lucky Lucky Podcast. So, Lucky, I want to bring up something because a lot of people in the chat today, you know, they bring up Jared Parker in this situation. Some feel like the Riley Leonard move puts him under the microscope even more or, you know, puts the focus on him even more under the microscope, shall I say. And I read an article and I sent you some clips. And I found this amazing. Because most uh, Notre Dame fans will complain every time they see Notre Dame run out in 12 personnel. Oh, God, Notre Dame's in 12 personnel again. We need to modernize our offense. We need to do more. We need to do this. We need to do that. Well, Washington is viewed as the best offense in the nation by a lot of people. Do you realize that Washington was in 12 personnel only 4% less of the time than Notre Dame? That's it. That's very interesting. Only 4% less of the time all year, Washington uses 12 personnel. Very prevalent. It's very prevalent in their offense. See, this is why, you know, because the scheme of the triangle, right? Phil Jackson's famous scheme that wasn't even his, it was actually created by his assistant coach, was a triangle offense. Have you seen anybody else be successful with the triangle offense without Scotty, Mike, Shaq, and Kobe? Not on the dominant level. See, we keep talking all the old Notre Dame needs to modernize their scheme. How modernized is Georgia's offense? How modernized is Michigan's offense? I just show I just gave you the stat that. Well, personnel is used heavily by Caleb DeBoer, who's viewed as one of the greatest offensive minds. So scheme ain't a problem. 
you you can you can win with any scheme if you got players. Period. You go get some dogs, especially at the quarterback wide receiver position. Oh, by the way, you know what else people are missing? Guess who's the, the number three pass pro offensive line left in all of college football? Who? Washington. But name me one of their offensive linemen left. Can't do it. Can't do it. Can't do it. The number three. Number three. That means that quarterback is protected. They don't have a Joe Alt. They don't have a Blake Fisher, which is amazing because everybody's like, oh, Blake Fisher, he's making a bad move, but you want him back at Notre Dame at right tackle, don't you? He's making a bad move, but you would love for him to be your starting left or right tackle next year, wouldn't you? So, left, this is why I sent it to you because I found it very interesting. Here is the three themes of the Washington offense, according to this article. Their purposes are, number one, to create horizontal stretches on underneath defenders. Number two, create vertical stretches on deep defenders. And number three, master individual route technique. Hmm. That's their focus offensively. Into, yeah. There's no run the ball on there. Boy, that left. That's it. That's very interesting. I'm getting to that. This is from the article. Schematically, the Washington system is grounded in the air raid style. So you, you say air raid, you think, oh, my God, this is like four or five receivers every down, throwing the ball all over the field. It's something head coach Kayla DeBoer has cultured in his previous stops at Fresno State, Indiana, Eastern Michigan, and Southern Illinois. His first hire at Washington was offensive coordinator Ryan Grubb, who came with him from Fresno State. While the system has always been efficient, it has exploded thanks to the intelligence and comfortability of Penix. Wait a minute. So the system is the system, but the system has exploded because of the dude at quarterback, according to this article. Now, the final piece of the Huskies' offensive triumvirate has been the addition of wide receiver coach and pass game coordinator Jamarcus Shepard. Oh, you mean the guy that Marcus Freeman wanted as his wide receiver coach before he was vetoed by Tommy Reese? I still don't understand how Tommy Reese was allowed to have a veto, but I digress. From a top five defensive coordinator in college football, Washington does not even want to run the ball. They want to give the illusion that they want to run the ball and then attack you with the pass. Now, left, that goes into what you were just saying. But let me ask you a question before I let you loose. Oregon twice, USC on the road, and Oregon State in the fourth quarter. What did Caleb DeBoer go to to win the game? Run that even ball. Though, even though he doesn't want to run the ball, what did he go to to win those big games? Ran that ran left and right. Dylan Johnson was the dude. Yep. So you could talk about Marcus Freeman. The, he wants to run the ball all the time. 
people, football has not changed. All this pomp and circumstance of the passing game and all of that. Super Bowl last year, Kansas City's down 10 points. You know what they did? They came out in the third quarter and gave the ball to Isaiah Pacheco and got back in the game, two consecutive drives. You're not winning football games without having a running game that can make an impact in big games and without having to do the quarterback. I don't care what this article was clear. The system has exploded because of Michael Penix. Not because of the system. It's because of Michael Penix, the players. Players make the system. The system don't make the players. You go get me some players? I'm going to be all right. I'd much rather have players and try to figure out the system than to have a system and try to get players. I just thought the article was very interesting, especially the way Caleb DeBoer lines up in 12 personnel so many times. The only difference is he knows how to attack horizontally and vertically as a play caller in 12 personnel. That's something we haven't seen from Notre Dame. And that's the next step. Can Notre Dame do that with Riley Leonard? Jared Parker, this is your second year. You get a chance to evolve as a play caller. You get an opportunity to evolve and implement the offense that you see for yourself and that you see for C.J. Carr, Kenny Minchin, and Deuce Knight. It is what it is. But for everybody that wants to make it seem like Notre Dame needs to modernize their offense, dude, the four teams in the playoffs don't have super modernized offenses. Especially not Michigan. No. But what they do have is playmakers. They got playmakers. So what I do like left with this Riley Leonard move is that Notre Dame is pairing the quarterback with some veteran receivers that have been playmakers elsewhere and bring production to the room. That's a totally different situation than just getting Sam Hartman with what you have in the room and some freshmen and trying to make things happen. I think Riley Leonard steps into a far more advantageous situation than Sam Hartman did, if we're going to be fair. Yeah, I mean, he's kind of starting from scratch, like a rookie year, getting guys to play around him that haven't been there either. So it's all a learning process for guys. Nobody has any bad habits, technically. So, I mean, you get a rebranding of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what, we just want to see the commitment and who the X Factors are. Because that's what it comes down to. You can bring all the guys in, but if you run the same stuff and not using the guys to the best of your ability, then they're just another part of the system in a negative way. But if Riley Leonard can come in and develop a fast chemistry with guys and – Everybody's role is understood. It could, you know, I'm the left froze. Get into the playoff situation. Okay, you froze a little bit left. I just wanted to make it. What was that? Reiterate that last point. Uh, we'll just see how it progresses and in getting into the playoff situation. But I think we're a 10 win team, regardless of the rebrand. 
Uh, we just want to see the identity be clear and the X factors be the X factors. Go to those guys late. You know, it's cool to see guys pop up every now and again, but, you know, you also need to know who you're depending on when it gets time to. This is a great comment. We appreciate Lou Rockney. He said, hell, one of those teams running ND's old offense, LOL. And you got to see Tyler Buckner at Alabama in that offense, and you got to see Jalen Milrow in that offense. It's totally different. Because elite talent. Elite talent. Yes. Yes. That's it. Capabilities make the difference. That's it. it. And that's what Riley Leonard, in my opinion, what does he do? That's elite. Doesn't have Milrose legs. Not that he needs them, but that's an it's an elite trait to have. And he doesn't have an elite arm. Mm-hmm. So what elite is going to make Jared Parker's system look better? Because Jared Parker can call plays, and we can get, like we've seen the all-22 copy guys are open. But can he make the throws necessary? Can he do something elite that we haven't had or, you know, whatever the case may be? I just don't think that's where it comes in, and it, and it showed for Sam. Yeah. I, I said Sam don't have any elite traits. And when it came time to make elite plays yeah. where all that those numbers don't mean nothing, statistics don't mean nothing, QBR don't mean nothing, and he had to make those throws, he didn't make them. He, and he had to pick up the first down on fourth and one, he didn't do it. When we had to win an away game against a tough team, he couldn't make it happen. He was throwing pick sixes. So, yeah, you can beat uh, – uh, a pit 56 to 6. Riley Leonard's going to have some games like that. 56 to 6 games. Okay, he going this that comes with it. But when we're playing a Georgia in the playoffs and you scoring 10 points, that's fireable in my opinion. Yeah, I agree. I agree, love. I look I understand, man. It's all about having playmakers in big games. Look, uh, I'll bring this up. You know, uh, a poet mine 9,000. Bama is not in the Reese is barely controlling the offense. It's all safe. It's not true. Alabama literally sealed the game with the same plays that Tommy Reese was using at Notre Dame in the Gator Bowl with Tyler Buck. The exact same play. That's, that ain't, that's, Nick Saban has nothing to do with that. That's Tommy Reese calling the same plays he called in Notre Dame. He just has better talent. And an offensive line that lined up against Georgia and ran duo all day and ran the ball. Like, we run duo too much. Okay, Alabama was able to line up against Georgia and their defense and run duo successfully. So is running duo still boring? Is it still boring? If Sam Hartman doesn't throw a pick six and Chris Tyree doesn't just muff a punt, Notre Dame has a lead in the fourth quarter. Playing a bad game. They didn't even play a good game. All they had to do was play a clean game, and they would have been ahead. This is, dude, 
football is not it's amazing how people always always people want to get up in arms about modernized offense throwing the ball all over the field and every year we get to the final four teams and it's teams that can run the ball and play defense and then they get mad because marcus freeman wants that to be the foundation of his program like marcus reggie brooks was absolutely right saturday Marcus Freeman needs to do a better job understanding the offensive side of the ball. Yeah, just and, and, yeah, all of that. And yeah. stop and stop giving so much power to offensive coaching. I agree. Nick Saban is the de facto. He do. He would tell. He has told every offense, no matter who the OC is, he has told him, "Hey, we need to run the ball." Lane Kiffin, he's told him and screamed at him. He screamed at Steve Sarkeesian. Like, it's his squad. It's his program. So when he needs to pull the reins, he pulls the reins. That's totally – Nick Saban has never called a play on offense. So stop. That's ridiculous. Nick Saban is a great coach. That means he has control of the game, and he yeah. knows what his team needs to do in he, the game. Nick Saban not wondering what's going on. I'll tell no. you that. No, he's he a he great in-game manager and prep coach for big games. But he's not telling Steve Sarkeesian, Lane Kiffin, and Tommy Reese, yo, you need to make this call. This is the call you need to go to. Stop. 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 And that's where Marcus Freeman needs to get to. See, this is the problem. Marcus Freeman knew and knows what he needs around him. Marcus Freeman knew he needed an experienced offensive coordinator. Notre Dame didn't give it to him. Period. Notre Dame, he knew he needed an elite wide receiver coach. Tommy Reese vetoed it. Marcus Period. Freeman knows what he needs. Is Notre Dame going to give it to him? That's the question. He's shown that he knows what he needs around him. He knew he needed an experienced offensive coordinator like Andy Luckwick. He knew that. Couldn't get it. He knew he needed Jamarcus Shepard in that wide receiver room because he knew he had young wide receiver rooms that he was looking at over the next two seasons. So he needed development. And because got, of that, he's chasing these risks of bringing in one-year you know, plans to win now, maybe to prove that he can, if he gets what he needs, he can win. But these risks, I mean, it's just start, starting to stack up when the record isn't reflecting the outcome of what you're taking these risks. It's, it's less of a risk to just put what you've recruited out there. Absolutely. Get as far as you can, especially because all of them are young, and we know this. Yeah. you trying to bring in vets as the young guys are getting older and thinking they're going to play well. It doesn't work like that. It would be nice to see you commit to your young guys for a year get as far as you can, and then let everybody know, okay, the year after, there's no excuse. Right now, you're giving yourself no outs. Yeah. <laughs> that's, my, that's my whole thing. It's like, damn, you putting your whole tenure on a year-to-year -year basis. When, when now is definitely, you know, important, but with this new playoff structure, with the way you've been recruiting, and people want to see these recruits, 
see the effort you've been putting in in recruiting, and then you jump to the portal and put it. It's like what is it's like you 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 work trying to work everything. Can't work everything because now it's like the recruits are not trusting the system. Trust the process. Well, now you got two processes going. You got to win now. Take the best players available every year. No matter who the quarterback is, we're just going to take whatever they put number one quarterback in the portal. Because that's what it is. Because number one quarterback in the portal would, duh, I'm going to go to Notre Dame. That's just the easy, that's not even a recruitment. How much do you think Riley Leonard really thought about it? How much do you think Sam really thought about it? How much do you think Jack really thought about it? It's a one, it was like, oh, this is a way better situation than I came from. 10 times out of 10. 10 times out of 10. It is a better situation for any transfer quarterback to go to Notre Dame. So if that's what we're doing, it sets a terrible message in your in your in your in your locker room, especially from the most important position. Because what's what are we doing? Because you keep talking about practice players gotta be perfect to play and you recruiting the number one and all of this. But that practice thing goes out the window, especially if you bring in guys that don't know anything about the system. <laughs> Riley's going to make mistakes the entire spring and the entire fall because he don't know anything. He's new. So what? So Marcus Freeman, what is what is your standard now? Because Steve Angeli. And I keep preaching about Steve because it's an important summation of what we're talking about is that he's been with you since you've been the head coach. Mm -hmm. Every time you put him in there, he's done exactly and beyond expectations. You got an in-house guy, which is my, in my opinion, which is, which is helping Steve's case so much more is that you got an in-house dude. If you got a whole new office coordinator, okay, Steve, you out of there. Cool. Mm -hmm. You got an in-house dude with a quarterback that's been in-house with you since you've been there, and you keep getting new guys who don't know the system year after year after year. When are you going to have a foundation? Because you're not going to have unlimited years to keep testing out these super teams you're trying to construct. Because it's already the, the science and math already been out there. You need two years. So you got to trust one process or the other, which is a good thing to have experience around you because they could probably advise you which way you're going. And I think that's what's going to help after we see this year is because if we're not saying this is a championship team, what are we saying? How much worse is the if we didn't get them? Are you expecting us to be? Because we're a playoff team without a Sam. I mean, a, a Riley Leonard right now. Without a Bo Collins right now, we're a playoff team. We can, we can it's, with our schedule, we can get there. So, what are you saying with these recruits? Is this an automatic championship team, or is this a team that you just want to get close? Cause then, cause then, I mean, cause then, what is the standard after that? If we just want to get close every year, we just gonna—you'll never play your, <laughs> you'll never play your recruits. Mm -hmm.
Because then, because quarterback competition is BS. You're not paying a dude at this point in time. They, everybody says it. Takes two million to get a quarterback, and we keep getting the number. One. So we spending some type of money. Dude's not gonna be like, bro. You just paid this dude two million. You think I'm gonna play it anytime soon? No. And then you got dudes in front of me that haven't played. You don't know what they like. I'm gonna go somewhere where I can play day one. Thank <laughs> you.